Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Coming to you tonight uh, directly, basically after the uh, 2-1 win against Genk in the Champions League. Join me in the pod this evening, fresh in from Anfield, fed and watered, uh, Jay Reid. How are you, Jay? Good night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we got the results in the end. It wasn't a vintage performance. It wasn't a vintage European night at Anfield, but job done. Three points and we move on. Oh, we do move on indeed. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that one. And next up uh, in Belfast, we have Dave Dunning. How are you, Dave, this evening? All good with you, lad? Yeah, lovely. Nice relaxing night in front of the TV, so I can't really complain. No, no, indeed. Well, the man didn't, wasn't in front of the TV in the ground, Jay. Um, number one, I think you enjoyed the Genk fans quite a bit. Um, but as regards to the game, one of those ones, you know, scored early. You knew you're never losing. And, and you know, they, the game was just total domination, um, in, in my opinion. And, and don't get me wrong, they scored a very, very good goal um, to, to, to equalise. But... It's, you know, it's just what we're doing at the minute. You just, you don't worry, you don't panic. You just know, with the domination that we had, that we were we were coming straight back into it. And the only surprise I think for me, Jay, was it was only two. Yeah, well, I think I said last time I was on after the Salzburg game, we seem to be approaching these games with the arrogance that European champions should have, and we go in and we're just going to win anyway. It doesn't matter how or what way we're going to do it. We're going to win. So that's just status standard. We'll we'll give you the goal with Salzburg. We'll give you three, but we'll go on and we'll win anyway. Um, fair play, did their fans were phenomenal all night. I said to you pre-pod, um, they're probably the loudest maybe in a couple of years I've heard because I sit in the Anfield Road end for the European games. You're right on top of them, and they had two fellas orchestrating it all right the way through the game, um, and. Credit to them, you know, they've come over here, they've had a good time, they've had a good night, they've seen the team put up a, a relatively decent performance, probably by their standards, they got a goal, um, but it was never in doubt, and I think that is just the attitude that we've got at the moment, where we're superior to pretty much everyone, and the result is never in doubt, it'll always come one way or another in the end, obviously the weekend it was a bit edgy, but tonight it wasn't really a coincidence that it was always going to happen. It was just a shame that we never really got more than the two that you've said. No, and, and you know, the chances were there. But, it, Dave, it almost felt like, you know, it was a very reserved performance. You know, I think uh, Fabinho's taken a, a bit of flack uh, on social media since since the final whistle, which I think is quite unjustified. And, you know, as long as he didn't get injured tonight, that's the main thing of that. Involves him playing within himself. That To me, that's perfectly fine. There's bigger fish to fry this week. Um, you know, we, we the Ox to me was was doing really well this evening, and, and you know it's just with every game comes back that confidence, and you know he's 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 been starting games, he's got a great bit of game time recently, and, and he's showing for it. Naby Keita looked better this evening as well. Um, Joe Gomez still for me is is the superior of the two between him and, and Lovren, just because of his speed and his ability to cover cover the ground back. Yeah, it's just but yeah, it's just because of that. Yeah, and, and and well, that maybe that you know, like Lovren's superior in the air, we know that. Uh, but just the, the pace that Gomez has, I, I, I just fancy him. You know, for those three players that the that, that city have, but that's my opinion. Your own opinion. You fancy on, him on, because he's not Dejan. Let's be honest. I fancy him more too. Don't get me wrong, but you lie to me if you're saying it's just. No, I'm not. He's li- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not lying. I put my arms in the air. Yeah, I. I just. I. I, I get nervous whenever I see Lovren's name, especially whenever we're playing good quality opposition. 
Um, I do. But but back to the Fabinho thing, Dave, I, I think it was quite unjust tonight. I just don't really know what anybody has to complain about at all. You know, I really don't. One of our most integral key players for the whole season. I mean, he played without himself, didn't get injured. What's wrong? One minute, one minute, people are going, he better not play him against Villa in case he gets booked. You just can't take that risk with Sydney coming up. He's the most important player in the team. And then we win 2 1 in the Champions League and go top of the group. And he maybe, he maybe. I don't know. It was a sloppy pass in the first half. He was maybe slow to a couple of tackles, and I don't know. I, I, I was kind of watching. I was kind of watching some of the boys who don't normally play closely. I was kind of watching the individual players more than the game itself tonight. Uh, but oh God, I, was, I thought it was. I didn't see. I didn't see loads wrong with with a lot of people's performances. It was a. It lacked something, but. It was subdued, Dave. It was a subdued performance by us, but it was it was by design. I feel given the, the level of the opposition, and that's certainly no disrespect to them. Oh, we never got out of first gear, really, did we? Like not really. For, in fits and starts, maybe you know the first twenty minutes and the, the the first twenty minutes of the second half, and there was a week couple of week flurries, um, salvaging through the middle and started to make make things happen, but. No, I just no. I I don't. I don't really see. I don't really see what anybody has to be particularly concerned or worried or irritated about. Um, we know how good he is. We know how important he is. You know, he's been called the best six in the world. Maybe he's just set really high standards for himself. I don't know, but I didn't see anything that concerned me or annoyed me. No, and me neither. And and Jay, for you, the ox and the ground. Now he, as I you know, sort sort of said. Game by game, he looks like he's coming back. He's a man that certainly wants to be there. There's no two ways about it, Jay. But you know, the perception live can be can be different to what we've seen on television. What what was your own view on that? I think that was probably his best performance to date since he's been back. Obviously, that that would make sense. Obviously, he's building up his fitness, match fitness, his sharpness, and his touch. But I think last week against Arsenal, he looked a little bit. Um, Maybe like the uh, the game was getting to him in terms of the the opposition, but he seemed a bit rough with his play, and he was a bit um, untidy with what he was doing. But tonight he seemed a lot more on it. He seemed a lot more sharper, and I think the fact that he he come on the weekend and he give us an injection, and he's having an impact in every every game he's playing, whether he's starting or whether he's coming off the bench. I mean, that's what four or five goals now since he's come back from his injury. So. Um, you can't knock the lad because he's he's putting in what we've been missing for a long time while he's been out, which is goals from midfield, and he's he's certainly put a marker down in the manager's mind to to get a start in in big games coming up in the future. Um, but I was impressed with all our midfield tonight. I thought we we dominated. Obviously, people are probably putting a, a note on Fabinho because he's he's that good. But as you say, if he's if he's just keeping it in. In sixty percent in second gear, because as you say, we've got bigger fish to fry. Then I'm all by that because we are superior to Genk, and obviously the result proved in the end. But we didn't have to go round putting fires out all night because there wasn't that many fires to put out. So that's probably why people are maybe knocking him because he wasn't throwing tackles in. But if he doesn't need to, then what's the what's the issue really? We we had an attacking midfield out there, and for me, they all played really. 
much better than what they have done in the last few weeks. So there's no knocks to be had. It was a comfortable performance and they was all winners on the pitch in the end of the day. There was no one really who had a, a bad performance, I don't think, in our starting eleven. No, indeed. And, you know, I think the last pod that we did uh, last week, Jay, both of us were sort of critical of, of, of Naby Keita, who came back tonight and looked a different player. You know, I'd, I'd sort of said to you, I think, during that, that pod, I felt he lacked commitment. He looked fully committed tonight to me. Well, uh, sorry, maybe not fully, but a hell of a lot more committed. He was making the tackles. He was tracking back. He was he was a different player to what we saw against Arsenal. He did, yeah. Um, I was very impressed in first half. I thought he was probably our best player in the first half. Um, he seemed to run out of a bit of gas around about the 60-minute mark, and I think he come off around about 70, 75 minutes, which was the right move because uh, I think there was one situation, and I recall he was... Chasing back, I think he lost the ball in midfield, and he looked like he was a bit leggy. I thought he was going to collapse by the time he got back. To the <laughs> do you know, it, do you know which one I mean? box? It was yeah, down absolutely down the left hand side. Yeah, Phil yeah. had gone, and he he was back, but he looked like he was running an absolute treacle. He was never going to get there. But it, the first half for him, you can't you can't knock the lad because he's had a he lot was of box to box. He he yeah. was box to box. And he's for me, he's he showed a lot of people off last week because in tonight from last week because he, he did get knocked and I mean we we said, you know, there's there's more to come from there's a lot more to come from him. And he can't be that bad a player. And I think tonight he's probably showed a lot of these people up who were who were knocking him last week and saying that he's another dud or he is the the big dud that Klopp's got it off because he He's had a bit of iffy performances, but we're not forgetting he's he's coming back from a big injury himself or a, a series of injuries where every time he seems to get going, he breaks down. But maybe he's just being managed now correctly in terms of his minutes. And last week, it was just not the right time to put him in. And tonight it was. No, and 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 hopefully you know that we've seen it with the Ox, and hopefully with Keita, we see the same thing. You know, the 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 continual game time will will have a benefit. Dave, a player who was, you know, I'll tell you, my 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 reactions on Twitter today were like, I didn't think Salah had a very good game. Certainly not in the first half. Uh, his finishing wasn't the greatest. Don't get me wrong; some of his some of his dribbling was was very good uh, second half and getting himself in positions and whatnot. But the, the finishing just doesn't seem to be there from at the minute. Uh, he's snatching at things, isn't he? He's just snatch. He's just snatching at, at things. Um, I thought, you know, th- th- there's a train of thought out there. You know, well, well, you know, look, you know, he's just saving his goals for City. The performance was great, but I, I'd, you know, I'd rather him do nothing in the game and pop up and score a worldie than than struggle and, you know, scuff shots. <laughs> yeah, I think what it did show me more than anything else is the most. If, if Firmino can't play, the most natural player to put in that position is probably him. Um, I think he can do the he can do the closest. I, I know Mane seems to be the preferred one there, but I thought when he moved central in the second half, particularly the last half hour, I thought he was involved in everything. I thought his link up play in the penalty area was absolutely brilliant. Um, there was a couple of ones where you know he he slid he slid. So did did he did he did he tee up Chamberlain? I think he did tee up Chamberlain with a lovely little. He just switched feet and and laid it off to him. Um, yeah, he, little, did. he did. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a little dummy in the second half as well. He was linking the play really, really well. A couple of nice flicks and touches were in the corner. Um, but 
when the chances are coming to him, he's just he just looks. He needs know, a goal, just, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just. And not a penalty. Things. He needs to score from open play, in, in my opinion. I think we're back on track again. He needs wants to go in off his backside. I think. Yeah, yeah, the, or the old average. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but he, he was he was very uninvolved on on Saturday, playing playing from the right, and he, he was he was fairly not quite as alienated from the game the first half tonight. But he just he couldn't really influence the game from the right hand side, um, and I'm not sure why that is. To be honest, um, it's a little bit of a worry, but um, I just you know I it's. It's difficult to judge when Firmino isn't playing. You know, it really is. Um, We talked about that. The first touch Firmino had after coming on. Like, it just just shows you what he brings to the... You know, what we were missing for for the minutes up until then was not happening. Yeah, it's funny. I was saying saying to you pre-pod that it's, it's, it's funny watching all these different players try to do a Bobby Firmino impression. Like, Chamberlain started practically as, as the, the false nine. Um, and he was fucking running around like Crash Bandicoot everywhere, pressing everything in sight. And um, it's interesting on him because he said after the game, I don't know whether you guys saw it, that he, he, he feels sharp and he, he feels he could be a little bit fitter. But um, he mentioned more than anything else that he needs to he needs to get his off-the-ball position and correct and he needs to start pressing at the right times and with the right intensity. And, and that's something that's going to come with him. Um, but I thought, yeah, I, I thought Salah was good the last half hour. Um, I've got no complaints. Um, and maybe, do you know what, maybe he just does smash one in against City. We just don't know. But the thing is, he's always going to give you something to, he's always going to give them something to think about in his movement and his, his runs in behind. They're, they're always going to create space for other people, uh, particularly Trent. So, um, you know, whether he's at 100% or not, he's, it's always better having him on the pits than not. And Jay, you would have. You, he mentioned Trent there. There was a ball Trent played. I think just from just in their half, right across the pitch, really low, hard. Uh, it just reminded me of Stephen Gerrard. And I'm sit, sit, sitting thinking of you in the Anfield Road, and you would have had a wonderful view of that. Oh, it was like a daisy cut. I wanted it just about well, about six inches off the turf, and it just skimmed right the way across. And it was almost as if he said, "Like I'm just going to start pinging this now." And I think when Robbo come on, it, it lifts Trent's game because as 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 efficient as Milner can be, he pinged a few balls out to him a few times in Milner. I don't know what sort of move it is. It looks like the karate kid when he, he sort of jumps in the air and if you notice that his arms go up like a sort of weird for praying mantis sort of thing. You, you've got to watch your back, you'll find it. And the, the attack just dies because... He always checks back on his right, and when Robbo comes on, he knows he can ping that ball, and the attack's going to carry on going forward. Um, but the one to Oxley Chamberlain, it was just another one to add to his endless list of things that he's doing at his age. It's it's a talent, and it's a joy to see that we've got this player. And I don't think many people understand how good he really is because he's at right back and he's only still a kid, but he he is phenomenal and. He, he, we probably all think he is going to go into midfield because he, he certainly got the ability on the ball. I think all he might not, might just need is a little bit more 
physicality in terms of his upper body strength. But that that is the That'll only thing. That'll come with age. That'll come with age. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he needs to go on the Origi gym session. What Origi went on for six months where he come back and he was monstrous. I like him out that side. I like him in that position. Um, I just think the ability he has from the right-hand side to open the pitch up and 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 really stretch teams with that big crossfield ball. I think we lose something if he's not if he's more central. Um, and again, I don't know. I think I talked about this with Chief. We kind of get sucked in by the using old money terms and calling him, him a right back. He's not really a right back, is he? You know, he's no, not he's really. A, he's a he's just a right sided player. Is probably the best way to describe him because he's not he's not a wing back either. He's not a right winger or him. He's just a right. He dominates that right side. That that's yeah. his pitch. Yeah. Exactly, and all of the players around him, like Henderson, Salah, you know, they they all they all work. I think to to create space for him to be able to utilize that, and like that big that big split, like the fullback, the fullback pass is fucking unbelievable, you know. Um, and I think you know, does Robertson make a chance for him um, at the weekend as well? And he's just so dangerous at coming in off that right hand side. So I think yeah, potentially he will move in the midfield and further in his career, but I just don't necessarily think it'll be in, in this team well, I feel sorry for him at times you know, he, 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 the expectation on him at, at such a tender age is that every cross, every corner that he takes, every free kick that he takes should end up with something, you know, end up being something and you know it's almost like a groan because the expectation the standards that he's setting Trent Alexander is, is, is incredible for somebody his age and I think it'd be one of those players that you know that Klopp loves that you could throw in anywhere on the pitch, basically. Uh, certainly anywhere on that right-hand side. Uh, no problem at all. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I've had the privilege of talking to people who actually did coach him and just say, he's, he's he, you could play him anywhere. Um, and, and he is that good, and, and they always thought he was going to be that good. But one, Jay, that maybe... To me tonight, if I, if I had to criticise anybody, and it's not really a criticism, it's just, a, just something I've noticed in the last couple of games, was Milner starting at left-back. And his passing just seems to be off. You know, and maybe it's maybe just the, the change of position. You know, he's not. He's only doing the odd game there. It's not something he's he's, you know, doing game after game. You know, we saw it um, in in the Arsenal game where he, he sold the keeper short, and a couple of passes tonight were just a bit off. It's just well, I saw one Milner like. I think he's just playing too many minutes, and that's maybe the issue. He's not the spring chicken we think he is. And he can run round every week and put out ten k because he can't. And it's not it's not an alien position to him because for the last eighteen months that's where he's been getting his reps. Whether it's in the midfield and he's coming on late on in games and it's to back up Robertson and give a bit more support at left hand yeah, side. When he seems to start there, Jay, the, the issue he, for, for, yeah, from my, from my money, anyhow. I just think it's his legs. He's, he's not got. It in his legs anymore and you've got these young lads running and closing them down and he's just they know what to do just show him onto his left because he's in the end he's just going to panic and he's just going to turn back inside on his right and then that's your moment to hit him in terms of pressing with the with the ball so it doesn't take a genius if you're the opposition coach and you see James Milner lining up and you know Andy Robertson's not on the team well you know he's at left back so you just say to your right winger Get him 
under the pressure and get him on going backwards because that's all he can do. He anytime he gets it onto his left, well, apart from I think one one point this season, I think it was less than he might have put the ball down for Manny. But he he's not great on his left foot. So I mean, we we're, we're having to make do because we didn't we didn't do business in the summer. But then who would you get realistically in terms of what sort of left back will come in knowing they're going to be a massive understudy to Andy Robertson and probably play eight, nine, ten games a season and that's it. So it, it's hard in terms of who we get. We've got to probably develop someone from the youth team, but I don't think we've got many there in terms of options of who we can bring in. No, I think I think you assess that actually quite 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 well there because maybe maybe Milner's days as as the starter are gone and, and maybe that's that's recognised regardless of his fitness. Uh, it's just it's just something I noticed over the last couple of games. But listen, we'll leave Genk there. We're Napoli only managed to draw this evening, so we're back top of the group again. Everything's back in our own hands, and you just got to feel like job done nearly. You know, we need one point from two games, and you know we owe Napoli one. We you would feel that we'll you uh, will we'll, you would feel that we'll do that, and, uh, and and we go through. But it's another cup competition I want to come to, and, and Dave will come to you with this first. And the news broke today that uh, <laughs> Jay, Jay and I have already covered this in the last pod. You know the, the, the permutations. Well, we know now that we're going to play two games in two days, and whilst I have absolutely no problem with the concept of it. I, I, I do worry that, that this could be a rod that comes back for us to be, well, football in general comes back to be beaten with, well, Liverpool were able to do it, so let's do it again and again and again. You know, once you break them out of the mould of it, I think it's very hard to put this back in the box again. And and that would be my only worry that, you, you know, this could be something, not we don't see often, but it's, it's a tactic that could be employed and I wouldn't like it. Well, I think first and foremost, these are unusual circumstances. Um, it's not often this situation is going to arise. You know, it hasn't been very often in, in recent years that um, an English team has competed in the World Club Cup. So, um, yeah, it. it it should have been predicted and it should have been looked at at the start of the season. And if it happens again, then I suppose it's up to, to each individual club to make a decision as to what they feel is best for their players. But for me, it's a duty of care for the, the players themselves, you know. Um, and I, I, I hear all this bullshit that they're paid this much and they should be able to do this and it's just a game of football and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, this is... It's these players' livelihoods, and you know, it's it's something that has to. It it's more than logistical, I suppose, is what I'm saying. It's more than oh, they should have it. They should have enough players to to field to field two teams. But you know, you you can't be throwing out. You can't be going and throwing out the under twenty threes and and seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen year olds against. At an Aston Villa side. Did you see how physical that Aston Villa side was on on Saturday? They're full of absolute monsters. That big lad Wesley up front is like a fucking heavyweight boxer. And, you know, they'll be up for it. They'll be absolutely up for it. They'll see this as a massive opportunity for them to go into what? Semi-final? Isn't that right? Is semi-finals next? 
It is. It's a two-legged semi-final yeah, so, as well, Dave. So yeah. this is the one we want to lose, really. So it's not. <laughs> well, well, it's like I said at the start of the season. I, I, really, I don't really care how far we go in this competition. If he's going to take the Arsene Wenger approach and just chuck out a whole pile of like under twenty threes, but I don't even know if we're going to be able to do that with, with this issue. And then comes the and then comes the conversation about which players do you leave at home because you know you don't want to be going there with. You're playing two games relatively quickly, and ideally you'd want to be able to rotate a squad out there as well for those two games in that heat with that travel. Well, 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 Dave, those games also, I think it's worth noting, will be highly physical affairs. You mentioned Villa's physicality. Those two games, regardless of who we get, will be highly physical affairs because they cannot compete with us as footballers. Yeah, so, you know, it's... For me, the logistics are the, the the logistics here are secondary, and they're all that's being looked at. And there's far more to this situation. But like I say, Dave, I think it's up to each individual club if this does happen um, to them um, as to how they deal with it. But it, it throws into it throws into question it throws into question the League Cup again, and what do we actually do with it? Um, do we scrap the two legged semi final? It doesn't. I think we. Probably Probably should, but it doesn't solve this 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 particular problem um, because of the way the fixtures have fallen. Um, do we scrap the whole thing like they've just done in France? You know, the French ones go, and that leaves England as the outlier with this additional cup competition that nobody else in Europe, I think, has now. Um, and and people are making these claims that oh, you can't get rid of the league cup. Look how much fun it is. You know, Arsenal five, Liverpool five, blah blah blah. It's Liverpool 5, Arsenal 5 because they're playing fucking 16-year-old Harvey Elliott and they've got a fucking 11 changes from the night before and you've uh, the, the previous game and you've got players who some of them may never play another first-team game for Liverpool again. Do you know what I mean? Um, playing and they're, they're, they're people who haven't played together before. It's a new experience for them. It, it's in this huge atmosphere and and... That's why these games are so crazy because it's just a mismatch of players put together that have never played a single game of football and even remotely a team that is assembled on a pitch. So again, I think that's a, that's the wrong way to justify um, the League Cup as a good thing as well. But you know, I'm a fan of the FA Cup. I was always a fan of the League Cup, and they've done all they can to devalue these competitions over the years by. You know, the FA Cup is now half five on a Saturday. It's nonsense. There's none of the build-up anymore. It's not even the last game of the English domestic football season. And they've done all they can to devalue these competitions. And yet they seem to be doing everything also to protect them and uphold them. Which just, it's complete hypocrisy. Right, that's me off the soapbox. So that's how I think about the thing. No, well, Jay, you know, I know Jay Prepod, we, we talked about, uh, you know, you 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 value and and you would value the run and you would value winning it, and I, I don't think any of us would would disagree with that. Um, you know, a cup's a cup. Um, if if we want to go back to Shankly, we exist to win trophies. Um, I want to win them all. Have I said at the start of the season I wanted to win all of them, all seven competitions we're in? <laughs> I know that's obviously. Right. Do you know what I mean? Though you should, you should you should want to win every <laughs> you should you should want to win every competition that you enter. And yeah, but we've got to do There's no point answering it. Exactly. Like, there's no point entering a competition if you don't want to win it. Exactly. Cut, cut, cut through the, the beautiful sentiment here, David. Um, but, Jay, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm sort of caught between, I think, at this moment in time, 
I, I truly understand your point about you know the value of the of, of the league cup in the year 2019. The the omission from the wall on the walk of champions for me is the World Club Championship, and, and I would quite like to add that one, and I would prioritise that one over the League Cup just because of of the historical value and the fact that it's something new for us, and it's something that this group of players can win as a, as an individual. The only group of players to win that in Liverpool, it sets them apart, and and it, and, it, and it gives them a stature that they're that they're beginning to to deserve in a Liverpool shirt. So for that reason, yes, but. There's also a, a case here where how much respect do we give the League Cup now the way that they've disrespected us by not really trying to help us out? I think it's, there's a, it's a double prong thing and I don't, want to, I don't want to beat anybody at the same time, but there's a question in there. No, I understand where you're coming from in terms of like what I said to you, Freepod, for, for a fan point of view. I mean, we all won trophies because that's what we... We live and breathe for you know. If you're gonna be a successful club, you're only successful by what you've you've got in the cabinet. Really, it doesn't matter if you go endless games winning and winning and winning, but you don't put anything in there at the end of the season because then you you deemed a failure. But we are now the champions of Europe. We've got a taste for it. We won the Super Cup, so why not carry on and keep winning cups? But the club world one, as you say, is one that we've not got. Um, that gold badge would look lovely on a nice new night kit next season as well. So why not go for that? But here's, a, here's an option for you, which I threw out on Twitter today after the, the news of the, the Carabao Cup slash World Club Championship 48-hour bash. Um, two teams, which I'll run by you both dead quickly. Whoever you choose to go wherever, it's up to the, the club. But I start an 11 in one game of... Alisson, Trent, Gomez, Van Dijk, Robertson, Hendo, Lalana, Oxley, Chamberlain, Salah, Arigi, Shakiri. Probably likely to go to Qatar because of the big names and it's the FIFA competition. Therefore, you would leave a team going to Aston Villa of Adrian, Kiana Hoover, Massip, Lovren, Milner, Gini Wijnaldum, Fabinho, Naby Keita, Mane, Firmino, and Brewster as a starting eleven. And then you're also left with two substitute goalies, Kelleher and Lonergan, one for each game. And then you've got players for the bench, such as Neco Williams, Vandenberg, Lerucci, Jones, Chiravella, Harry Kane, Harvey Elias. And you're probably throwing a few more kids who we've probably not brought to our attention. You could mix match between, say, if you sent Jones, Chiravella, Elias and Lerucci out to Qatar and left the other lads in. England to play Villa. Now, for me, that's two teams strong enough to win both games, no matter who we're playing, because we've got quality going forward across both front lines. We've got quality across the midfield, and we've got a quality and experienced keeper and a back line. So I don't see why we can't do it and then logistically fly out the players who we want who play in England on the Tuesday. We fly them out Wednesday. They'll meet up with the squad. That'll be their recovery day while the squad play Wednesday. And then we've got Thursday, Friday to recover and get the squad trained and picked to play the Saturday. And how, how, do, how, do them, how do we manage these games? I.A. Is it Klopp? Is it Linders? What way, what way do you... Because this is, I think this is going to be the, the fascinating part for me, Jay. I think Linders goes to Qatar and looks after the boys 
and Klopp jets out with the lads first thing Wednesday. And I'm a jet job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, we, we do it with the Brazilian lads, though, don't we? as you probably know, in terms of when they fly all over the world, we get them back as quick uh, as we can. So well, We have a jet waiting for those lads. It, it, there's no reason why we can't. I mean, I would be all up for Klopp just going, you know what, you've pissed me off. I'm sending the tea lady. But we've probably got a duty of responsibility. So if he said Linda's to Villa and he went out and done all the the paperwork and the the publicity of the Club World Cup, because they're going to want the big name. We are the big fish. They're going to want the big names out there. But I think if he probably stays in, gets there out for the Wednesday, is on the touchline, and then should we get to the final, that's when the big publicity will all be around him. And I think... Just as a side note, we probably want, or FIFA probably wants Salah out there being an Egyptian national and obviously the Arab background and being Qatar, it's probably a massive money spinner. So Mohamed Salah is probably wanted out there by FIFA as well. Just a side note that I thought of today. Well, if if we have an opponent in the final, because uh, for those who maybe don't know, uh, with all the problems currently on the on the street in Chile at the moment, um, they have it was the final of the uh, Copa Libertadores was meant to be in Chile, and they've had to cancel it. And at the moment, they can't find a suitable location. All of Brazil's out, uh, all of Argentina's out because home advantage. So they're struggling at the moment. Colombia has been ruled out, I think, today, and they were looking at Peru, who they basically ruled out this season because they couldn't host the Sudamericana. So God, <laughs> even we. We think we have problems. Uh, they're they're only minor. Dave, yourself, what's wrong with your, what's wrong with Uruguay? I have no clue. It's Comnibol, and they are like if you think RFA is bad and UEFA is bad, they, they, these boys are on a different level of bad. Um, question, question for you, Dave: Was it last go. season when they used the Bernabeu for the final? That was because it was Boca River and because of the violence that had taken place in the two games in the league yeah. that season, they couldn't they couldn't afford to do it again, so they, they flew it out. So they've played it at a neutral stadium in terms of outside of the well, South well, this American is, region. This is, this is the first year, um, well, no, last year was the first year that they went with a final because normally the, the Libertadores was home and away for the okay, final. Okay, so would the... Could they potentially consider moving it into North America because they it's plenty have of stadiums? They've looked at it, Jay. They've looked at it, but they they made the decision. Now, one thing I can tell you for sure today it came from Comedy Ball is it's remaining within the continent. It's not okay. being moved because it was moved last season. And I think the you know not to, not to linger on it. The reason that the, you know the Bernabeu was fine, but it, it was so limited to, uh, with, for for travelling fans. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. Know, like, across like, the world, isn't it? No, well, money doesn't go as far down here and the earnings aren't as high as Europe. And, and to make that trek, the, the average man in the street here can't do it. And that's just, that's just the, the holy all of it. Um, but that, that's the chaos there. So, you know, like this whole World Club Championship thing, you know, let, let's win it and then scrap it. <laughs> I think that, that, that would, because, you know, really the Europeans don't think that much about it. it it's, it's, it's just... It's just another commitment that they could live without. Whereas the South Americans, the Asians, and so on, they're they're really really wanting to win that, and that's what worries me about the physicality of what we're going to face and so on. Um, you know, during those games, but you know, Dave, 
I was coming to you, you know, where are you on how, how we manage this? Because I think this is, uh, you know, I can live with the fact that it's going to happen and whatnot. And, and logistically, it's not the end of the world, you know, you, you fly across. But I think we need to make some kind of a statement as, as a club and make it as farcical or, or try and make a little bit of a farce out of it as possible to, to make sure it doesn't happen again. No, I no, I don't think that's what's going to happen. Um, I think that I think that we will take the moral high ground um, because I think the brand of the club is very, very important to um, particularly the ownership, um, and ultimately, I think the club and I think the players. If if it's positioned to them in a certain way, then they will they will they will want to be able to do what it needs to be done in order to try and remain in both competitions um, and win both competitions. So um, I just feel that it, it's a situation which should never have been allowed to get to this point. Um, and there should have been solutions being prepared for this as soon as... From June last year, Dave. Yeah. As because it was clear. As soon, in fact, as soon as, as soon as this, as All soon English. as the... Um, yeah, as soon as the semi-finals were completed, th- there should have been some sort of plan put in place in order to find a solution um, if this situation were to arise. And that looks like it hasn't been done. And that's just negligence. But it was, exa- it was exactly the same whenever it was United and United had to pull out Ferguson, had to pull his team out of the FA Cup, and they didn't think of it. And, you know, in, this, in the modern age where it's, this is now globalised, it's television gold, it's this, it's that, it's the other. It's a multi-billion, it generates billions each year, and we can't organise it. They've had six months to plan for this. Do you know what I mean? More than six months to plan for this. It's fucking farcical. Um, and I don't know what solution could, could have been made, but the bottom line is that they knew the dates of the games and they knew roughly what the dates of the games were going to be then and they knew there would have been some sort of fixture congestion. There's still a league game that we don't have a have a date for, you know? But the fact that they've the fact that they've had to be so reactive is just beyond me. It really is. It's this is supposed to be that you know that this is essentially an organization, a company, if you want to put it that way. That that is one of the most lucrative in in the world. Never mind, just within sport, and they've just realised that this is a problem. And basically, they haven't. And, and let's be really, really clear about this: they haven't done anything to fix it. The date is remaining as it was. They've done nothing to fix it. Liverpool Football Club have adapted to this situation. And they said, right, fine, just leave no, it away. We've bent so, to it. We've bent it was, to their will. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, they, they, they have done nothing. And this is and this is the, the most worrying issue. The fact that the fact that it's all been fixed for them. They haven't had to lift a finger. They haven't it hasn't um it's a bit of a fucking joke and everybody's going, What's going on? But they haven't had to do anything. There's been no there's been no uh impact on the competition, there's been no withdrawal. Uh, it will probably go with a strong side. And if we get through the tie, then nothing will be mentioned of it again. And I think that's the issue. They've just basically been able just to wash their hands of it. And for me, that's probably yes, the most it, frustrating thing. And, and what you're saying is right, Dave. You know, they can wash their hands of it until the next time. But then when the next time comes up, that precedent has been set. You know, well, Liverpool did it before. Why can't you do it again? Because in, in professional sport, it's just, in my opinion, completely unacceptable. 
Well, let's let's t- let's ask the question then. So let's ask the question. The situation is arisen now, and we are where we are. What happens if Liverpool go and win the Champions League next year, or what happens if or this year, or what happens if City go and win the league this next year? What do they say? Do they go right? Well, we're not. The Liverpool go right. Well, we're not fucking going through that mess again. We're just not going to enter the League Cup. Do we do that? I don't. Uh, is that option even open to us? Because uh, Jake, jump, jump in here. You don't uh, have to enter. You don't have to enter a competition. You have to register for a competition as a football club, and you have to register. I, I, players. I thought. I thought we, we as a club, as a, as a Premier League club, have an obligation to play these competitions. I think Klopp's done his best to try and get out of them as well. Oh yeah. Well, there's that. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, but I mean, I've just seen a thing before on Twitter. I, and know from somebody of poor the Dutch FA last year cancelled every fixture for the weekend that Ajax were due to play. That's true. Uh, Spurs across obviously a, a week, week, two week period, whatever, but two midweeks back to back. Um, and the whole league calendar for that weekend was cancelled in the hope that they were going to benefit Ajax and they were very, very close to doing that. Now, why I know the EFL Cup and the FA and the Premier League, they all work as their own little separate little army of what they want is best. But we've got a league fixture on the Saturday against Watford. Now, could we have not moved that? I mean, we've already moved one with West Ham. Could we have not moved that league fixture somewhere down the line? And obviously, we've got to fit that in, but of then to add. For us to move that league fixture against Watford and Villa to move their league fixture that weekend, whoever it may be, and play Villa on the Sunday or the Monday and then give us a little bit more leeway because we can fit the league fixtures in because that will happen in the second half of the season with cup games and replays and Champions Leagues and stuff like that. League games end up getting shifted around, so we could have potentially asked for that, but... They're all trying to protect their own brand, so no one's going to scratch their back if they're not going to scratch the others. Yeah, I think on the on the Ajax thing, now I could be wrong here, so don't quote me on this, and I'm going to go and look at it afterwards, but I have a feeling that uh, money brought into the Dutch League by any team playing in the Champions League, uh, each club, I think, get a cut of it. So I don't think all of the money goes to Ajax. Is what I'm saying. I think it's. I but think David, it's... Even, even you break it down uh, to, to Van Dyke and Wijnaldum joining the squad for the Nations Cup final after the and, and the reception and the, the whole squad applauding the men and whatnot. There's a different mentality with the Dutch. I think. Yeah, well, they didn't buy into the whole the whole kind of European Super League and Champions League kind of restructure and and Premier League type of model. Um, uh, they didn't deem it viable and, and probably you know they're probably absolutely right and if everybody had had it done what the Dutch did they would probably be a whole lot better off but um, my understanding is that money is is um, shared amongst the clubs which is what's given them given the Dutch FA then the incentive and all the other clubs just to get on board to say look we're going to give them the best chance because ultimately we're going to benefit from this so that could be the case Um but yeah, do you know what? Jay, you're absolutely right. The fact that you've got the, the fact that you've got the FA um, wanting to protect the FA Cup, you've got the Premier League wanting to protect their brand, and you've got the Football League with the League Cup, and and all those teams, particularly the two cup competitions, they want the biggest teams playing in them. 
Well, the, the league cup don't want to lose yeah. the European champions. I've just had a little look then. Villa are playing Sheffield United that weekend that we had used to play Watford. So you only would have had to get the agreement of those two clubs. You're hardly asking for Man City versus Aston Villa because Man City would just be arseholes and just say no. I'm sure you could fit in Aston Villa versus Sheffield United on a Tuesday night somewhere in January or February that no one's going to be asked about anyway. Yeah, maybe, with all but due then, respect. But then, yeah, the other FA question Cup replays comes, would come yeah, in. Yeah, this is know? it. The, the other question comes into these clubs. Look, we might be in the FA Cup and we have to play an FA Cup replay, so we can't we can't commit to that right now. So there's a whole fucking world of issues. Um, Isn't and replays cancelled after a certain round? I'm a, I'm a right in remembering that replays don't I, take place. I, I think it's only the League Cup, is it not? I, I might be. I, to be honest with you, I have, uh, we've gone we've gone out of the FA Cup. I can tell you the recent I'm years. Pretty sure after maybe round five. After round five, I think it's the quarter final. Um, no, there's no replays after that. Yeah, but what's that? That's got to be so got quarter final. Last sixteen, last eight. There's no quarter replays. And then obviously the semis is your last four. And what's that in the March that sort of time? March time, yeah. Yeah. So what we've potentially yeah. two two rounds where we could be thrown um, a replay, basically. And then we don't know where we don't know what we are going to be doing in that competition either. Do you know what I mean? And then we don't know where Champions League fixtures may fall or may not fall. We don't know whether we're going to be in that. And, and, might, and, it, and it doesn't it doesn't matter how many squads we have on paper. We can only play one of them at any one time. And the other thing is, the point of having a squad is not to be able to play two teams at the same time. It's to be able to rest players and recuperate players and manage players' fitness. So, how, you know, we're not... We had an opportunity to manage some players' fitness during this period, and now we don't. So that's the other thing that we need to consider here as well, you know? No, it's a whole bloody mess, to be fair with you. And, uh, you know, we, we could go on all night around and around with it, but I think we've, we've got out of it what we uh, we intended. We're not going to go, we're going to touch on City, but we're not going to go too deep onto it because we're, we're hoping to do uh, a pod on Thursday evening for you. I'm just basically focused on that since given the, the, the gravity of the game and, and what's at stake in it. But, Jay, sort of, obviously you're going. Um what what's the feeling like? I'm, I take it that it's starting to sort of build around the city, and and uh, you know, and has been all week, regardless of this game. My my eyes have been firmly fixed on Sunday, um, and it, to to me, it's it's one that I don't think we will lose. I think I think we're we're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, tonight was just a case of we've got to play this game and get it out the way because it's the Champions League and it's what we do. Um, but now it's done, it's shelved, it's all eyes on City. Um, obviously, probably most people, have, like myself, have probably had it. That, that's the game you're looking forward to this week. It wasn't the game match, we just had to get that done and out the way. Um, but I think it's must win in terms of we've got to put a marker down for the fact that City last season almost snatched all three points away from us at Anfield and done us at the Etihad um, but we need to put a, a barker down A for what we've got coming up as we've discussed in December is horrendous in terms of fixtures so let's be honest we're going to drop points whether that be draws or a defeat 
we're not invincible. We are going to drop points and City are going to pick up points. Now, City have still got a, a lot of big games to play. But if we give them that little cherry to bite going into December that we're backlogging games and they've got a small point advantage on us, it's all to play for. Where if we get to December and we've still got nine points or maybe more, who knows, that is the ball in our court to just say, look, lads, you can go out there the pressure's off and City are always chasing, always chasing, even if we go away and we miss a league game out, but we've still got a gap. That's what I think is crucial. We've just got to put our foot on their throat now because they're weak in terms of their squad and the fitness that they've got where we've only got one or two players out and even those one or two players wouldn't be starting apart from probably Matip. Um, Just got to strike while the iron's hot and really put our marker down for the season and it also takes us on carry on being unbeaten and there's no better feeling than a winning feeling oh, I can buy into that as well it's definitely it's, it's I, I, you know I, you know a draw is not the end of the world for us but I don't think that that's what anybody wants here I don't no, think we, we, I, we can't take a draw I'm sorry no. we can't take a draw this weekend I, no I don't think it's I don't think it's in the mentality to take a draw. Uh, what I'm saying is, it's not the end of the world oh, if, no. if, if that were to happen. But I don't think it's, I don't think the, the the sentiment going into it is 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 a backward step anywhere. I, I would I would be very disappointed, regardless of what goes on in the game, if we come away from that game with a draw. And yeah. that could be if the situation like happened with Chelsea tonight, where they were four-one down, and then they come away with a four-four, but they were playing nine men for half an hour. You you should have won that game for me if you were Chelsea. Yeah. So. If that was a situation like on Sunday, I'd be devastated to come away with a draw because we should be winning. No, I hear you. I'm on board. Dave, you, you have a you have, you have an interesting uh, analogy on how it might be won on, on the style. Well, I think we'll, we'll we'll end on a laugh maybe and give us give us a laugh with your uh, with your idea of, of of the type of victory that you would like to see. One that maybe causes a redecoration of the of the dressing rooms. <laughs> Oh, I want to see City 1-0 up with three minutes to go. I want to see a VAR goal, which should be disallowed, but isn't. And I want to see a Mane dive for a penalty. Suspect, sus- suspect penalty. <laughs> suspect penalty. And do you know what? See, I might even just I might even just be like, so the penalty saved, but the keeper comes off his line and has to be retaken and then was scored. Like something to really fucking just make Guardiola lose his mind. Um just because I think it would be dead funny. I think it would just be really, really funny. Um, <laughs> well, 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 apparently, sorry, even, even that's, that's hilarious. It would be, but wouldn't it be? Like, imagine, imagine Guardiola if, if Mane dies for a penalty to win it in the last minute. Just imagine. Imagine. His brains would explode all, all over our dressing room. We would need to redecorate. But apparently, imagine, we're, we're even in the kids' cons- heads now, apparently. Imagine the conspiracy theorists that would be fucking flat out on Twitter. It would be absolutely hilarious. But yeah, I there's City have their issues. Let's 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 be right about it. Um, they do have their issues at the moment, but they're still a really fucking good football team with loads of good players. Um, but they don't like coming. The Anfields, they just and don't. Our, our, lot um, don't, our lot don't fear them, and that's the beauty. Our lot have no fear of them. No, we don't. We don't. Our results have been good against them over the years, regardless of who has won what. I think, you know, probably 
certainly over the last ten years, I think we've as we've as good a result against Manchester, good as good as good a set of results against Manchester City than than anybody, if not better. Um, so, yeah, we should be going into that game with no fear. Um, we should look to exploit what few weaknesses they have, and which weaknesses have been exacerbated by um, some of the the injuries that that they've sustained. Um, throughout the season so far I don't think Silva's going to be fit um, I think that Rodri's still out Laporte's obviously still out I'm not sure if one of their two if you want to call them centre-backs is maybe out as well um, Rodri might be back Dave oh, Really? Have they put some horse yep. placenta on his fucking injury or something? Or? I've seen it on Twitter a few times today that Rodri could be back for Sunday Sunday well, he can't be anywhere close to being fit, and he certainly can't be close enough to being fit to play against um, the the physicality and the intensity which we'll be playing at on Sunday, I wouldn't think. Um, so if he wants to drop him in there, then I, to be honest, I'd be fucking happy enough with that. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting. I think I think we're in really good nick with the options that we have, and I think we've got real options from the bench. So... I I agree with Jay. I think I'd be disappointed if we're not if we're not nine points clear, and then and then you know there's patterns that emerge with with Klopp, and there's patterns which have emerged with Klopp from from the time that he he set foot through the door. And a pattern that we saw last year was where we really kicked on, kind of um, end of November and all the way through December. We won all of our eight games in December. So you know if we can go into that period where we really excel, um, nine points clear, then. You know, you could be by the end of December. There's every chance that you could be talking. You know, thirteen, fifteen points. Like it's not. It it's absolutely not beyond yeah, the realms we, of we've possibility. Been, we've been threatening to give somebody a real good hiding recently, and it's never. And it's coming. It's coming. It wouldn't it be lovely if it was them. Well, it just. I think it just takes. I just. I just think it takes somebody's somebody's heads head to go whenever we're playing them. I think if we get on top of a team, like I think we almost did it against Spurs. In that period, in in the first half, uh, we almost did it against them. We got right on top of them, and I think had we scored during that period, we would have went on and fucking hammered them because I just think they would have thought this is just too hard. So I think if we can score a goal, if we have a period of five or ten minutes like that, where you know we're getting four, five, six shots on, like I think it was six shots on target in ten minutes or something in that period, it's mental. Um, but if we can put one away when we're, we're on top of a team like that, and then continue to press for, and do the same thing for the following 10 minutes then you know you're right someone someone could be someone could be walking away licking a lot of fucking wounds I, I said it last week I think with, with tapered like Klopp's tapered his team in the last few weeks purely for this game in mind look at the the rotation that we've had just over the last four games across the league and cup he's he's, he's rotated heavily Whereas going it from the last international man. break, it was no rotation yet. It's a big turnaround. Exactly. I mean, look, look, just look at tonight. For example, he's he's best of Mane and Firmino. They've come on. They've got a few minutes at the, towards the end of the game. Robbo got a little run out. But that then, for, Jay, do you know what? See what you're saying. That was really significant for me. I was looking at Robertson coming on with like half an hour to go, and I was like. This isn't this isn't for any other reason than to get X amount of minutes in his legs for the weekend. Yeah, it's, it's and he also we took Ox and Cater off now. We're, we're looking a bit ahead, but we we I would love to see one of them play. We don't know. We'll see what happens. But 
I just think, I think the minimum you see Ox coming off the bench, Jay. We've been tapered for this. Like it's all driven towards this. And then looking beyond it, we've got a nice run of fixtures after this. Like after the international break, when we come back, we've got a tough one with Palace away. But then we've got Brighton and Everton at home back to back. Then Bournemouth away. Then Watford at home before we go to Qatar and the cup nonsense. So there is five fixtures that you would probably say you would expect us to get 15 points from. So, who's to say if we win this and then compare that with Manchester City after the international break, first game back at home to Chelsea, then away to Newcastle, then away to Burnley, then at home to United, then away to Newcastle, and then at home to Leicester. That's that's not an easy one. So, if they slip up, which we hope they do against us, and we go nine points clear. Who's to say, like Dave said, we're not going to go 12, 15 points clear going into December? It's well, funny. Yeah, this, is like, this is like a little turning point in the season. And this, it's almost... It's, it, it's huge. This game it, is it, huge. It's, yeah, it's almost, like, it's almost like on this one game between these two teams, the, fixture lists, the fixtures prior to this are going to swing on their axis and they are going to play all of those top-end teams, which we've already beaten. Um, and we're going to play all the draws, which they've already played over the next period of games. It, it, it's massive. I, it's not title-defining, but it certainly puts a big dent in someone's confidence. Now, we all know which way we want that to go. Well, listen, lads, I think we'll leave it there before we, because we get, fuck, we go down that rabbit hole of city and stay there for another hour. And, <laughs> and I'm sure it's pushing near one or two in the morning where uh, in the UK at the moment. So we'll, we'll maybe just leave it there for now. I'll say we will record another pod uh, specifically on city on Thursday evening. So it'll be out for you uh, Friday morning for your commute. Um, just take the time to say thank you for the lads, especially like Jay coming in there out of the cold <laughs> and both of you in the UK, Jesus, middle of the morning for you. Uh, I fully appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And to you, the listener, thank you again for, for listening to us. And I'll say we'll be back on Thursday with another pod, Pre-Man City. So uh, we trundle on. Um, another win. Um, we're, we're looking pretty good for the Champions League uh, qualifying out of that group. Everything's where it should be. Upper heads. Upper heads.